0: You can't fight in here. This is the war room.
1: You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the third I am so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead.
2: Make my day.
1: Let's stay, big boy, Let's
0: Everybody on? Good. Great. Brad. got a good intro
1: expecto pod podcast <laughs> oh uh, that's not
0: that's not good but it's not bad and this is facing <laughs> off a podcast where we take two uh and in this case four yeah, yeah. things and four. compare um, contrast and rate them i'm nick that's layla that's gabe Akio. kevin hmm there it is.
3: Kevin there, it is. <laughs> there it is. Because
4: <laughs> quite the intro. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> to our guest. Kevin
3: was given a letter to attend Hogwarts University for podcasting and yeah, he took it we on. sent
0: an owl to Kevin. It's taken a little bit to make this all happen, but he's here uh mm-hmm. and we're here. And like I said, this is facing off. And we've already started the podcast. So, if you want us to are you
3: sure what's happening <laughs> yeah, over what, there I feel
4: like you're malfunctioning a if bit, you guys <laughs> don't
3: know Nick is going to be moderating this episode but this episode is occurring right after his uh, favorite sports team yes. unfortunately uh, passed away huh? <laughs> Jesus wow. dude may it rest in peace just like Robbie Coltrane
0: <laughs> R.I.P. oh my R. god
3: R.I.P. Hagrid R.I.P. San Diego so Padres dark,
0: dude <laughs>
4: It did get very dark. All right. You know so what else word. is dark? The last yeah. four Harry Potter <laughs> movies. <laughs>
2: it's
0: true. Uh, well, thanks
2: then. for having me on, guys. I'm excited. <laughs> it's my uh, second podcast now. First one, I was very hungover. Uh, a nice IPA hangover,
3: so I don't Yeah, think I... a bit too much mead for uh, Mr. Kevin here.
2: We're oh, we doing this in an accent the whole time. Yeah, no. we're gonna do horrible accents
3: No, no Please, we're
4: not. actually, yes, okay. the two of you just no, two but Kevin, the whole time.
3: Kevin, we brought you back on. Uh, the only way that we could give you a redemption on this podcast is with something that you love so dearly, yes. Harry Potter. Um, Kevin is a huge Harry Potter fan. Me and him used to uh, spend a lot of time talking about like what we would do to get into Hogwarts. And we were both willing to uh, Obliviate our parents' minds And erase ourselves from their memories Just so that we could go to Hogwarts There's
2: We agree Wow, that's really, really selfless of you guys We would have done Yeah.
0: Hogwarts <laughs> It doesn't actually do either of you any harm You're just <laughs> Yeah,
3: Yeah, but It's sad to do It's like a fucked up thing, dude
0: Yeah, but like, couldn't you just like? i I crucio
3: you for about like <laughs> Ten hours just to be a wizard. And how
0: much is your mom really going to need to know about you?
3: That's true. (laughs) Hey, Mom. Thanks for listening. Uh, What are we doing?
0: (laughs) Well, apparently we're going to start this podcast and talk about these Harry Potter movies. If you don't remember, last year we did this with the first of them, and now we're going to do it with the last of them.
4: Yeah, Mm -hmm. so go listen to that first. So go listen
0: to that first. Yeah, that was a very, very fun episode. Excuse the sloppy intro. Go back to the other one. And I don't remember how good that intro and was. And wish but. that
3: we were... It was probably pretty good because I probably did it.
0: Oh, nice. Well, yeah. now that you're talking, please continue to rank the Harry Potter movies because we're going to start there. Yeah, And then we're going to continue to talk about all of them. So, so there are eight fantastic, movies. How many Fantastic Beasts are we including in there? No? <laughs> no Fantastic Beasts. Okay, we won't God, be we're talking about, about any Fantastic Beasts today. No,
3: not at all. I, uh... Yeah, I mean, it's different with, the like, how I would rank the books, I think, um, as opposed to the movies. But if you don't know, there's seven books and eight films. Um, I It's interesting, because, like, I, I go back and forth with this. I really, really like the last two Harry Potter movies. In fact, I, I like part one a lot, and I think part one is really underappreciated. So, like, if I were doing a ranking system where i was just like you know what like this is the one that like brings me the most joy watching it but people don't really care about it it would be um harry potter 7 so uh deathly hollows part one but i think i'm gonna go with harry potter and the deathly hollows part two um the eighth one is my favorite i think it just culminates everything perfectly it's very fun i remember the experience seeing that in theaters it like blew my mind Um, It ended so perfectly uh, and they really nailed a lot of like good aspects of the book with it. Um, So I'd put that one number one. And then actually instead of seven, I think I would put prisoner of Azkaban number two. Um, Just Alfonso Cuaron fucking killed it. That movie's so good. Uh, Then I'd go with seven. Then I'd go with five order of the Phoenix. And then I'd go with, probably six i don't think th- we're gonna talk about it. i don't think the sixth one is a very good movie um but i can't it's really hard for me to rewatch the first two like they're just too young i don't like kid actors they it's too silly oh boy but i'd probably go <laughs> six one two. At oh
4: my end. god two, two yeah wow okay
3: okay I, I'm an adult, dude. Like, the 6-1 at least You're an adult. adult themes. Oh, no yeah. way. Somewhat. Not well, many people that's know. That's debatable. Kevin, what about you?
2: Honestly, you kind of...
3: You can talk st- into the microphone. Oh, I can? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay.
2: Thank you. <laughs> For, I'm going to probably go to start off the same as you. Deathly <clears throat> Hollows Part 2 to start. Nice. Favorite one. Um, I think it's... I don't know if... I would say it's the darkest, but it's got the most, like, death, murder, just straight <laughs> up... Wizarding Battles, which is very fun to watch. Well, I think some Two of, the of Kevin's movies.
0: favorite things, death and murder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Death, battles. murder, wizards. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That's
2: all battle. I care about in life. Yeah. So I think that one, especially because the sixth and seventh part one are at parts very slow. Mm-hmm. And they're just building up for like this giant climax. And then it just turns into the battle at Hogwarts. So I think I'm going to go Deathly Hallows part two. Prison of Azkaban second as well for nice. me. Nice. <laughs> then Deathly Hollows uh, part one. Um, Philosopher's Stone and Chamber oh, of Secrets wow. next. I like the young ones. I think they're like kinda like fun and like gay and joyous. Yeah. I
3: uh, <laughs> that's so funny because when we did the first part, uh, I was like ridiculed for liking Chamber of Secrets more than one. And yeah, they said no. Chamber of Secrets is objectively like a horrible movie, and I just I was like I don't know. It's darker than the first one, so
2: I kind of like it. It is, yeah. I'm going
3: a uh, Goblet of Fire,
2: Half Blood Prince, Prince, and then my least favorite is uh, Order of Phoenix, and that's oh, strictly oh, wow. because I can't handle Umbridge. Oh, okay. Mm. It's like
3: impossible <laughs> for me to get through that through those scenes. Yeah, that's like me with a lavender brown for fucking Half Blood Prince. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah! Wow, Layla, Layla, I'm so
0: curious about yours. Layla's yeah. been shaking her head, rolling
3: no, her No, I, I mean,
4: I'm, I'm just a little different. I So three, as we know I emphatically said, is my favorite of all of them in the last episode. So three is number one for me. Um, yes. So three, and then my second's actually part one. It's seven part one. Um, I mm. fucking love that movie. Um, mm-hmm. I am gravitated towards rewatching that movie more than honestly any of the other movies, um, and I'll talk about w- why more. So I'll leave it at that. And then, um, let me look at my list. I'm sorry, I just got. And then it's one, <laughs> the first one. After that, over eight. Yeah, and then oh and then eight, <laughs> and then part two, and then five, and then six, and then four, and then two.
0: Why is eight so low compared to the other two? I think I know. I'm going to guess why in my head and see if I'm right.
4: It's not because I don't like love eight. I don't think there's a reason. What is the reason you think it is?
0: (laughs) I think one is probably higher for
3: you because it's more of like a, like you'll always turn that one on. It's like, I mean, I'm a very, I'm one of the most
4: emotional people. I'm sure you guys know it's like purely nostalgia and emotion. (laughs) Like it's just that I feel pure happiness when that movie is on. So it's like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna always gravitate more towards that one because of it because it just feels like home in a lot of ways. I know that sounds very corny, but it does. Um, there's nothing about part two that makes it. Yeah, if you guys down. don't know,
3: uh, Layla was actually one of the only families in Los Gatos that um, they were all wizards and witches <laughs> yeah. uh, in the family, so that yeah, yeah, yeah. it reminds her a lot so of I was home. Like, where is there's, this going? <laughs> there was a troll in the dungeon sometimes that would just poke its head in. Neighbors kept complaining
0: yeah. about the owl feces. Yeah.
4: Yeah, <laughs> reminds me of my home growing up. Um, yeah. Oh, and then amazing. and then <laughs> Part 2, I adore. I love Part 2 a lot. It's just that the other three surpass it for me. That's literally Got the chosen. Um, but yeah.
0: I could see a critique of of the last one being that it's pretty much just pedal to the floor the whole time. There's not a whole lot of time to breathe and I uh, I guess a lot happens, but in the grand scheme of all of them, not not really as much as happens as in other the other movies. It is just very. Yeah, I guess it's like a. Most
2: of the movie takes place just in that like two-hour battle at Hogwarts. Yeah, there's exactly. a lot
3: of it that does. I that. mean, I think yeah, it does its purpose though. Regardless, oh yeah, I think for we, sure. like
4: when you're within a series, like not every movie is going to have that perfect like all-encompassing like storyline, slow pace. Like sure. it's it's needed to be that fast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be fairly high up for me, but I'm not going to rank these because we brought Kevin in to pinch hit for me here. So, Oh, and by <laughs> the way, uh, listener, if Kevin sounds really muted, he keeps doing that thing they do where they put the wand up to their neck and then it amplifies them, but he's doing that with his <laughs> mic and that's not how it works. So,
1: <laughs>
0: What are you guys' favorite moments from these four movies?
2: Ooh. Who Start wants to go it first? Kevin. It's not Kevin. Let's again. get Kevin on here. All right. Uh, <laughs> it is Kevin. Damn, on the spot. Of all those four, that's tough. Um, Not your favorite I, overall,
0: but just start naming scenes, and then you'll start okay. to kind of rank them okay. in your head. I'm sure.
2: So I'm going to give you a little bit of revision, revisionist history here, <laughs> um, but I really enjoy in the fifth one when the centaurs carry Umbridge off mm-hmm. to Great have scene. their way with her. Great st- scene. Her Very to death. Specific. Um. <laughs> That whole movie just builds up the anger and you know, you it's have to watch the film through like Harry's patience and like ability to not act with rage. And so being uh, being um watching it from, you know, just a perspective of the fan and having that hatred build for Umber throughout the entire movie at the end it's to finally pretty like, satisfying it's just too satisfying. So I'd say that's definitely one of the first scenes that comes to mind.
3: <coughs> that's a good I mean I guess we should we could go through each like you know favorite moments from each movie and then move on to the next movie. I don't know what would be better because oh, yeah, I, I don't want to jump fair. around too much. But um, I think I don't know the fifth one is I is a lot better than I remember because I. I the fifth one is the only book I don't like. It just took me so long to read the first half of it that I just, I gave up multiple times. Um, It gets really good. Obviously everything with the ministry of magic at the end is very, very good. Um, And I do really like the moments that you get with uh, Sirius and Harry. Like when you first arrive and find out about the order of the Phoenix, like I I like that. I also really like the scenes with uh, Snape training Harry's mind um, mm-hmm. and then we get to find out that James Potter was like the biggest piece of shit on earth <laughs> and t- totally deserved everything that happened to him, uh, which means he deserved his death. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's, uh, the ministry of magic scene is for sure. Like the high point of that movie. Yeah. Fuck James Potter. dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, not it's very a very Gryffindor
0: thing to say, dude. You know what?
3: Actually it is. Gryffindor kids got in the most trouble. It's a rebellion. We rebel. Oh, okay. mm.
2: The the fifth one too is the only scene you actually get Dumbledore and like Voldemort like truly together.
3: That's true. And like yeah.
2: battling, so it's it's kind of nice.
3: That's a great
1: point.
4: Yeah, I That's really right, like that, the fifth that, one. That I think they did a great job mm. of converting the book into movie. It's a great adaptation, like study, right? Like they just they did a good job of taking a lot of the good content. Although I think the fifth yeah, one, yeah, I like, agree. There's a lot of like really good world building in the book of the fifth one, like a lot of just like mm-hmm. minutiae about the Harry Potter world that yeah. like doesn't necessarily make it into the movie because there are such large plot points in the fifth. Like it's such a turning point. It is a turning point in the whole series. So like yeah. they had to focus on that aspect of it way more than anything else. Um, but it would I think it would have been a hard adaptation regardless. And I think they do a pretty good job. Um
3: you know what I love that they bring from the book. Yeah, uh, you, you're you're right because like they they have to abandon a little bit of it to make it into a movie, but they made sure to keep the line when they ask Harry how it was kissing Cho Chang, and he <laughs> just says wet.
4: Yeah, that was <laughs> Dude, very important. I didn't remember that. How do you remember <laughs> that one important. line? Because it's
3: such a funny scene in the book too. Uh, anyway, sorry to cut you off Oh no,
4: you didn't. Yeah. um... I don't know. I, so this is not going to be shocking that one of my favorite scenes of all of these four is the animation storytelling of the Deathly Hallows. Like, Oh yeah. It's, it's one of my favorite, like animated shorts of all time. I think it's such a beautiful way to tell viewers what the Deathly Hallows are. And I think the animation is like so cool to look at. And Hermione's narration is so beautiful in the background. It's one of my favorite things to get to when I'm rewatching the movies. Um, and then, of course, uh, I, I think it's like kind of corny for me to say this, but I do really, really love the the dancing scene between Harry and Hermione in part one. Um, it just feels like one of the most like raw, most intimate moments that we get in Harry Potter between any of these characters. And I always come back to that. And that's part of the reason I love part one so much, because... I feel like we're actually seeing these characters for the first time as opposed to like caricatures from the book. Like they feel like they have a little bit of depth to them. So I I love part one for that. Um, I find six to be one of just the most silly movies ever. How, do you have you it's guys
3: so horny <laughs>
4: well horny. speaking of yeah
3: dude it's just like it lavender is. brown and like and hermione and mm-hmm. then like cormac McLaggen. they're all just like let me fuck you i want to fuck you but also like this person <laughs> likes me and i don't know what to do
4: Nick, and I'm then Slughorn's
3: like getting drunk as hell and like that's it,
2: not but they're a bunch of horny like 16 year olds in college i mean it's, it's true
3: so it's just weird <laughs> well, it's, I, think it's they, like, I
0: think they needed that special Base to be like, oh yeah, I remember like, because well, they end up, you know, some of it's these a, stories culminate and, right. you know.
4: They're growing up marriage, and you have to marriage. acknowledge some of it, for sure. Um, although, have you guys seen that like very, very well-made, like fan-made trailer for the sixth one that makes it look like it's just a random rom-com, <laughs> a rom-com? movie? Yeah, <laughs> It's such a good well, trailer. <laughs> there, I forget
3: there's the love potion in it, too. Yeah, uh, Which is totally. a great scene. Ron is very funny in that scene. Yeah. But, yeah.
4: It feels a lot like just like absolutely a teen... Rom-com movie and I kind of love it for that But like within the ranking obviously Comparatively it's like not good in comparison It also just feels like such a filler movie so like none of the like it felt like they needed to transition somehow and they didn't really know how to and it just doesn't feel like a lot is happening in the sixth movie so none of the moments in that movie are really particularly important to me but there's like a whole lot of no- oh, the,
2: nothingness in, in the sixth one yeah just like it's like two and a half hours of just not a
3: lot happening. it's really the last 30 minutes yeah are so good. Like, <laughs> that i actually think <laughs> every scene with malfoy is very good in it mm. um even just like him just seeing how he's slowly, you know, like using that like cupboard, but it's also becoming more and more taxing on him mm. yeah. and scary. Like even just like the dead bird being in there kind of makes him uncomfortable. Yeah. And uh and then I, I I mean, the scene where Harry and Dumbledore, he's like, even if I tell you that like I beg you to kill me, like do not listen, like I it's yeah. just a really good scene. But then the when Dumbledore has a big fucking fire circle it's very fun that's the great that's, it. that's like that a game. top level uh <laughs> wizarding there thank you um yeah he has that la- lasso of flames um it's pretty sick. what spell is um, that Dude, incendiary. What if I knew?
4: Incendiary. What if I was like,
3: false,
0: and then I knew exactly what it was, and then I cast it on
3: camera? Here's the thing. You would never know because whenever you're an adult wizard, you don't have to say shit out loud. You just go like that with your wand, and it does whatever you thought it was going to do. I know. Um, It's way
0: better. I wish they all got there. Do you guys have any more moments?
4: Hmm. Akio uh, a couple more moments. Oh
3: I I love the chase sequence in uh part 1. Oh
4: uh, such a good sequence.
3: It's it's where they're like the ravager stunning. people that like Cohen like capture them. Like it's it's just the, the audio, way it's done is oh really my God. cool. It's so
4: cool. There's just
3: a lot of I, I think I'll talk about it later but like I I there's a lot of really good cinematography in the um in 7 stunning. and that's why I like part 1 oh, yeah. a lot. Um whereas like I really hate the visual quality of uh, Half-Blood Prince. It has this annoying-ass tint the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, like, also, like, when Neville wakes up in part two on the ground and gets the sword of Gryffindor and fucking slashes uh, Nagini and effectively is the one that kills Voldemort, pretty fucking sick.
4: I mean, there's just so many great great moments. There's so many great moments.
3: He was that he was the one who was promised remember
4: uh-huh
3: could have
1: been
2: he's got a good he's got a good arc
3: yeah in terms of being kind of a little chubby
2: like kid that's bullied forgets everything yeah and like this chiseled man who kills Voldemort
3: when we were in high school clay our, our friend clay uh Tried to argue with me that Neville Longbottom sucked, and I was like, "No, dude, Neville Longbottom's one of the most important uh, characters in Harry Potter." And he would mostly troll Damn me it, about Clay. it. And then I looked on Facebook. You know when you find those like really cringy statuses that you used to do on like Facebook? Oh yeah. I so found right. one where I said Neville Longbottom is the shit, and anyone who doesn't think so is an idiot. And that you, was really Clay. <laughs> so <Yeah>. you really told
2: him. So I got him. You're really telling Clay right now over the podcast. Yeah. So Clay, just uh,
3: just a reminder, he also ended up being the most handsome of all the
0: actors. So. Suck it. How does he work for you as an actor? Let's talk about performances if we're going to segue by talking wow. about Neville. What a great
4: transition. Neville,
0: <laughs> Neville and his long bottom. Yeah, so I'm not that bad at moderating. I'm just bad at starting the podcast. Bleh. How good is <sighs> Neville Longbottom? Where does he rank among the most consistent actors in the series?
3: Well, considering that he actually became like a pretty handsome guy, I think that he does a great job and like, he just... Like, he is always like the Neville Longbottom that we got in the first one. Like he, he is so consistent with his character over time, yeah. um, except for he, be, he gets a little more brave, but they do that kind of naturally. Um, I wouldn't say that the actor that plays him is necessarily like the highlight of Harry Potter,
0: but um, no, but he well, I almost is feel like we should segue into this conversation, and so at least <laughs> there's that.
4: Yes. It was important for that reason. I do think maybe it's important to like distinguish like child actors versus adults, because I do feel like the adults carry themselves consistently throughout the series versus like when you're looking at the kids, you really are growing with them. And some of them grow very poorly. And some of them,
0: I mean, some of them along the way (laughs) must have literally decided they didn't actually want to be.
4: yeah like ron
0: (laughs) like or
3: vincent crab it just doesn't exist in the last one he's replaced by blaze zabini yeah um which is we were just thinking about that because it was always hard to differentiate which one was crab and which one was goyle and then they make it really easy when they just get rid of crab
0: well i mean (laughs) kevin made a point earlier about one of i think you were talking about Order of the Phoenix and Daniel Radcliffe's performance, and he doesn't even like his own performance in some of these movies because he's learning and growing as an actor, and he felt like he was too flat. He was like tr- making a choice to play him as like uh, play Harry as like emotionally damaged and like sort of traumatized and in the. But in like in retrospect, sure he's enough. very candid in a lot of interviews, being like, "I don't like that. I played him like really flat." And in the end, like, and he's it, a
3: pretty goofy person. And you actually can see it come out a little bit yeah. um, in, in Half Blood Prince. Yeah, yeah it's when amazing. he's on the, lu- when he's the drunk, luck he's drunk potion, it's incredible. Yeah. He's basically dr- yeah, and it's it. He's so, he's funny, so funny in that. He's like he's plus so the pincers, <laughs> and they
0: just like it's just like his comedic I timing is thing. good. Um, yeah, I think I by know. that point, you know, like. Like to you guys' this point about, y- you know, like Alan Rickman is knows what knows what he's doing the whole time, but Daniel Radcliffe doesn't know what he's doing the whole time. Maybe by the they're sixth like, movie, what, ten years old in the first one, yeah, yeah. Maybe by the sixth movie, he's reflected and been like, you know what, I can be goofier. Like Harry's not just like a a husk of a person, you know. I
2: doubt they're having much like self reflection, like in the first couple of films of like how they're going to like add to the character they're probably just being told what to do and read the book yeah there's they're no method young. to it
3: later yeah. they're just like oh i'm a little bit older so now i act slightly older um, so do you have favorite
0: it, performances i
3: Out think of the, her, kids?
4: of the
2: kids i think hermione's probably the most consistent in terms yeah. of
4: i think or, luna lovegood's incredible i think she's a great oh, performance
3: so good she um, comes in a little bit later though yeah, yeah. i guess you're talking about the last do you wish one. you had more yeah so <laughs> i guess she's always like yeah around the same do you wish you had more luna like,
4: I, I mean,
3: I, I don't. love good.
4: I mean, I don't mean, like. I don't need more of her. Like, I think they do enough of her character. But because of how good she is, I would have been perfectly happy watching a fuck ton of her. Like, she's so yeah. good. Um, I think. I think her- Rupert
3: Grant is very good in the Harry Potter movies. Like, I think he's like he nails his role the best. Like, I think he's st- he's the same Ron over time. He just becomes a little bit more like mopey. Yeah. You know.
4: God, he becomes such a little bitch in these later he's movies. He's
2: Such a whiny bitch, but he's so movie. good in it. Such yeah. Like a whiny he's. Bitch.
3: I always thought he was the best actor of them, and then like you know, like I, later it's like probably Emma Watson. You know who ended up being the best actor is Harry Melling, the guy who plays uh, Dudley. Is like incredible in everything oh, yeah. he does. He's like very dynamic, but I was saying to Kevin Game before, I, quote I the love the <laughs> scene where he's like,
1: <laughs> no. Don't kill Cedric. No, don't kill Cedric. Who's Cedric? Your boyfriend? <laughs>
3: uh, weirdly he's good. great. I love him as uh, Dudley. <laughs> he is.
1: So <laughs> Dude, it's really funny when he's like, really evil. Jay. But his mouth is like kind of falling off. And he goes, Don't kill Cedric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, dude, Harry Melling, like,
3: if you look at him now, he looks like nothing like Dudley. Oh, no, he doesn't. Like, in, like, Queen's Gambit, he's this, like, skinny the, yeah, guy opposite. with, like, a Texas accent. Yeah. yeah, he's, like, a really prolific, like, stage actor, I guess, in in Isn't every England. British
4: actor? Um, all I can think of when I
0: think of him is the the vast difference in in length between eyes that he and Anya oh, yeah. Taylor-Joy uh, so demonstrate. And, and that's all yeah. I can think of.
3: It's his are like almost touching his nose and Anya Taylor Joy's are almost touching your ears. Exactly. <laughs>
4: what a, what a, a difference. Important information for the Harry very Potter episode. Di- very, very important. <laughs> what were you going to say, um, Layla? I-, I was, you, when you brought up Dudley, you did remind me of that. It's, it's not, it's a deleted scene, but I love the scene between him and his aunt and i think she puts mm. in a really great performance in that scene and i like the traje- like the trajectory of her character growing throughout the movies um in in that last scene which they should never have cut it's such a good scene um mm. i can't remember She's actually really good in want.
3: Andor right now mm-hmm. she's in Andor um but yeah i mean well cuz in the book it's a really good scene too that it's kind of like like she, she feels she was so jealous of Lily, but she also feels this like tremendous like regret that mm-hmm. she didn't really have this life with Lily. And much like Snape feels with Harry, like yeah. when she sees Harry, all she gets is like sadness.
4: Yeah, mm. and you don't get that at all from the movie. No, not at all. It's, they're you just never, silly yeah.
3: characters in it. What, you get that moment where where Harry sends like the Dursleys away. And there's kind of this moment where Dudley and Harry look at each other where Dud- it looks like Dudley is like, like, thank you. Like, I appreciate you scene. for like saving our lives. That's like right before yeah. that
4: is when they cut the like aunt scene. Uh, um, they She talks inside the empty yeah. house with him. They walk outside and that's the cut. Like, and then that's where it cuts where you actually see Dudley and him like make eye contact. And he's like, isn't he says something? He's like, isn't Harry coming with us?
0: Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Um, Did they film that scene and then cut it? Layla, I think you know? so. Mm hmm. Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. No, it's a, yeah, you can watch it. That's what I'm saying. It's it's okay. like I'm saying it the performance itself cuz you can actually watch it is such a great performance on her part. Um so I feel Shoot. like there are characters that we could have seen more growth with that they don't even give to us. Um but I, there's so much happening. <laughs> it's it's yeah, hard to yeah. give everybody like
0: their I like, um, it's a
4: really tough I mean like
0: if, when I rewatch them, I think about how difficult the whole book series really was to move into the realm of like film like you have to cut a bunch there's so many like little details that you miss there's so much room for like emotion and and character growth that's just kind of falls to the wayside because they're trying to tell this like epic really long drawn out story over time um Mm. and that's like that's probably one of the better examples
2: and so much of what makes Harry Potter, Harry Potter is like all like the world building, like exactly. Hogwarts, and totally. like each
0: and every room.
2: So if the film's going to spend like time, like showing that you're taking away from them being able to, you know, give plot or side characters more opportunity on screen. I totally
3: agree. I, I, it's interesting because you're right, Layla, a lot of people, like they don't really give them time to like grow, but then sometimes they bring in like these heavy hitters for these like really small parts. Yeah, Um sure. Like you know, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, it, who plays Professor Trelawney? Super famous actress Emma Thompson. Uh, yeah, Emma Thompson. Um, I was thinking of Emma Watson again. Um, <laughs> yeah, she, I mean she's <laughs> like so not? great as she's Professor so Trelawney, and like all it's the just all the professors, all of the adults to me are just so well, I mean, good.
4: We yeah. were talking
3: about it beforehand, so it, like. Professor Flitwick in the first movie is like this, like like looks like a wizard, like a real wizard, and then later Warwick Davis is part of it. And Warwick Davis is like very famous for being like in Star Wars and like being in. Uh, willow and he's a he's a great actor and they kind of give flitwick more of like a role but he also looks like totally different than he does yeah he's like way younger he's got like a bowl cut and like brown hair but then he also gets to play grip hook and he's so fucking good as grip hook um in the in the last one and then um I also just, like, he's just hilarious. If you've never seen the, the show Life's Too Short, it's made by him and Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais, and he's basically like a Michael Scott, but he just plays himself. Uh, it's very, very <laughs> funny. It's like eight episodes. But anyways, I mean, like, that's, like, some of these people come in for these really small parts, and they're so great. Helena Bonham Carter. Okay. Um, the Helen uh, McCartney. Rory or something the the woman oh, from yeah. uh, Peaky Blinders who passed away this mm-hmm. last Draco's year mama yeah she plays so Narcissa good. she um, passed away yeah she did so like before the last season of Peaky Blinders it was, oh it was God, interesting because she's like one of the leads yeah and and Robbie Coltrane is so great but like that's I mean it's just such a stacked cast and even like Nick and I were talking about this even the guy who plays Cormac mclagan is in the show yeah but he's in the show (laughs) in peacemaker and he's like the sidekick character and he's fucking hilarious like easily the best part about that show and it's just (laughs) such a random role like he's just like a he's called vigilante and he just beats the shit out of people but he's also like super not socially aware Um, just the comedic
0: timing for that guy is just like on point. And he
3: is good as Cormac McLagan. Like I like all those scenes kind of with him and Ron, but
0: <laughs> I mean you gotta yeah. give the casting directors for these movies like huge, huge props because like no one among the like big group really loses very much steam. I have one. Would anyone disagree? And then they also no, find some Cormac McLagans up, you know.
3: I think that they they couldn't have known at the time. But I think, you know, hindsight with Ginny. Yeah, I mean, we need to talk about out. Ginny.
4: We need to like talk Ginny about Ginny. Is supposed <laughs> to be,
3: and I'm in. And, and with all due respect, I guess to the actress who plays her, like, Ginny's supposed to be a fucking smoke show in the book. Like, this is like who the chosen one wants, and Ginny is so. <laughs> boring Layla's in these out. in these movies I, this is the <laughs> wrong way of saying this but she's so boring and uninteresting there's nothing like yeah i mean even just
4: if we take they, that, but
3: that's what i'm saying like you can't like just but, cast, just cast, that's funny. but you it can't even cast sense, like age-wise but you can't you can't think I mean, of it like bit. like the casting people are like ooh, let me find this like hot this kid <laughs> that's going to be like really hot like yeah like
4: <laughs> okay they, but yeah they so were like
3: they found someone that looks like a weasley and she just ended up being fucking boring.
4: Okay, so taking out the appearance so of a child, a like let's take that out of the conversation. Um <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, let's do that. Please.
3: Let's please
4: take that out of the conversation. Cut that
3: cut that cut that. <laughs> cut, that, cut, that, cut, that. cut Edit it in post. Cut that, cut that cut that
4: cut that. Um aside from all of that, your point is still she was she was 100% supposed to be this like fiery, like firecracker type character and I have never seen a more bland human being than the woman that plays Ginny. Like, it is the most stale thing I've ever seen. Like, there's, oh I don't, God, does she even have a personality scenes... in real life? Like, I don't know.
3: No. Oh the my mother, God. The mother's
2: Damn, got a lot of personality that.
3: in the film. Deep, yeah, and I will say, deep like, deep yeah, the mother deep does. Deep but deep. I also think that Ginny, when she's a little kid, is good <laughs> as the kid. Like, when she's the little kid, the youngest one, she's kind of like this funny, like, smart ass kid. But you really needed her yeah. later to be. She's supposed to be a fucking badass. She's the co-captain yeah. of the Quidditch team. Yeah. Dean Thomas <laughs> is all up on her. Like <laughs> we, it, she was supposed to be someone really interesting and a leader. And instead, she just is so the scene with the cook the the cookie or whatever at at the Burrow between her and Harry is like oh
4: yeah, it's all <laughs> so uncomfortable. Like it's painfully uncomfortable. Oh my god, yeah. it's so bad. Um, So bad Yeah, Ginny's really bad I I have kind of like a Maybe controversial take I don't like Draco's progression As an actor Like I don't Mm -hmm. think He Mm -hmm. plays Draco well In my opinion Well, I mean There's Um, an example
0: Of an actor That just kind of I think he found out He didn't want to do this Right, yeah. Like Tom Felton, does he do too much anymore? He was in done, like, all I remember him.
3: He was in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. He was he's in like, Rise of the Planet. Dabbled
4: yeah. in it, but I don't know. I don't. I think he kind of maybe probably acknowledges in himself that he's not like great at this. But like I and I
3: think he's like best friends with the other ones. Like they would all hang out and so Like Tom Felton's yeah. like kind of a more popular like celebrity type person than he is like an actor. Him and
4: Emma Watson have like a like a weird like. I don't even know what to call it, but it's, like, in pop culture, people are obsessed with their relationship because they're, like, basically mm. in love with each other, but they're not Have together. Crushes on one another. Yeah. Anyways, um, I just, I feel like he was so perfect when he was a kid, and, like, it went downhill for me. Like, everything from Five On feels very forced and pretty bad, and, like, he plays such a vital role moving forward, and I think that's why I focus on it more than some of the other kids, because he carries a very important part of the, like, crux of the storyline. Um crux of storyline. And, like, the story his whole scene with Whoa. Dumbledore before he goes is, like, not a great scene to me, even though it's, like, literally right before Dumbledore dies. Like, it just feels, like, very out of place, and it takes me out of the movie whenever he's trying to do something kind of, like, sad and serious. So... I don't he love that.
2: G- he kind of gives off some little bitch vibes also. Like yeah,
4: he totally
3: does. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely, I mean, he's always been a little bitch. Like, Hermione beats the shit out of him and then he <laughs> cries yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. So the third one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, like, canon. But also, like, it's like snivelly almost like it's just like it doesn't feel
3: it's trying too hard later. yeah it's yeah. definitely like he did that little like grimace face that he was he, did yeah. when he was a, like a Non-stop. sneering child he but then he tried to do it as an adult and, and kept it just it. didn't work <laughs> yeah yeah and he's trying to no. play like a
2: confused yep, like totally i know he's right. to yeah. like this confusion but he doesn't do a very good job of like expressing it's it out of
0: no it 100 works yeah kevin's <laughs> doing the thing he's putting it to his neck it's not like it's not a wand kevin
3: uh, but he wishes, he wishes it was a wand yeah. so he can avada cadaver you, dude.
0: Yeah. Doesn't um, work through Zoom. Already tried it. Really? I don't know.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It could. We could try it. Uh have you seen the, the movie Unfriended or whatever? It's a horror movie. They definitely can kill each other through uh Zoom. <laughs> oh. Hey, with uh, wands? Did they
0: Avada a cadaver through Zoom? I don't think yeah, so,
3: dude. They could. Were you gonna say someone else,
1: uh Layla?
4: I was gonna say, kinda tying back to my point earlier, I do think What makes me a tiny bit sad is that, like, part one gives us a glimpse of the ability of some of those, like, early childhood characters that, like, again, as we said, it's just really hard to create those types of intimate moments when, like, you just have to keep moving and so much is going on. But, like, again, those small, very, like, great moments between Harry and Hermione and Ron in part one, like, do, I think, kind of show a little bit more of their ability. It's not super great, but, like... To give them a little bit more credit, I don't think these later movies give them a lot of room to be super emotional or give us any kind of range because they just kind of have to like push through every second of the movie. along. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And I
0: mean, like, the tone shifts dramatically from one to four to five to eight. Like, yeah. oh, definitely. It literally I mean, becomes darker.
3: It's, it's like, it's because one through four, I mean, and it's kind of like that in the books, but like one through four are directed by different people. So the first two are directed by Christopher Columbus, who like does, he's like good at doing like a child one. And then third one is Alfonso Cuaron, who's like a fucking Oscar winning director. Like he's like, he makes it really, really artistic and different and dark. And the fourth one is some fucking rando. And then all of a sudden David Yates comes in. And like takes over and David. he's still making, you know, things in the wizarding world for better or for worse. And <laughs> it, it worse. definitely has this consistently different theme. It's only in the sixth one where it really just like feels really off. It almost so feels wicked. like it's a, directed by someone else.
4: Um, oh, speaking of, it, isn't that literally our next transition? Tonal differences? Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about it already. <laughs> what about what? I think Are you what guys was not... <laughs> <laughs> no we're not faith. picking up what you're, no you're throwing down dude. you just want me to,
0: to go okay so number four on the list <laughs> in my phone yeah. is total differences it's an art you guys <laughs> Jesus uh, what, well, about think... what about the quality what about sub point four one quality of direction <laughs> and production what do you guys think about
2: that Jesus <laughs> yeah what were you saying Kevin No, I think it's I appreciate that with the films, that they actually did make them darker as we got older. It's oh, yeah. like they made the films kind of for our generation and we grew with them. Mm-hmm. If they had just kept totally. them as childish and playful as like Philosopher's Stone, it would have been a lot harder to take it serious, like these dark like undertones, like this serial killer that like, abducts people. It'd be hard
3: to like, take it serious if it was still so childish and playful. Yeah, 100%. that's a good point. 100%. And, it, and it's interesting because they do do it in the third one. They they take mm-hmm. it to a really dark place. And then they cut, like, the fourth one, the book, is extremely dark. Yeah,
4: I mean, the, but movie's the movie also isn't,
3: dark. it is dark uh, once you get into the games a little bit more. Yeah,
4: they but get shit it out does of.
3: take some time <sighs> before that. But, yeah, I mean, but even the movie, like, you know, we've already talked about the fourth one, how they, like, kind of, like, don't do the final, like, maze that well. I feel like the-,
4: the third and fourth, though, like, fantasy-wise gets darker. But, like, yes, fifth, yes, yes. like, the literal emotional tone shifts, right? And that's actually oh, for sure. a lot of the reason at the time... And I actually feel very differently rereading Five, but, like, I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of kids didn't like Five because percent oh, hundred it very much deep dives into, like, Harry's emotional turmoil with everything that's going on. And as a yeah. kid, I, like couldn't care less because I was coming off of like all this fun like fantasy world building shit and I was like what <laughs> this is a lot didn't need this exactly um, I'd
3: read about Harry talking about Cedric I go who's Cedric
1: <laughs> is that your boyfriend
4: <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> on a second
0: read though I think <laughs> I oh, guess man. a more mature person and someone who's already gone through the book and been like okay now I know what that was I know when you go back it is a much better book at least, I think so. You know, um, whatever teenage me
4: would have said. like, no.
0: <laughs> I,
3: I, I genuinely hate the fifth book. Like, yeah, I fair, just a think lot of people. Do. It takes oh, yeah. too long to get to do where it the needs only to go, one, dude. I honestly, it's been so long since I
2: read the books, I don't even really remember them that. One.
3: Oh, has it been, Kevin? Because guess what, <laughs> Kevin fucking stole my books. <laughs> I let him borrow my books about twelve years ago and then he gave it to Clay and then he, it came back to him. That's and like treachery. last year last year Kevin sends me a picture and <laughs> it's the inside cover of my book and it says return please return to Gabriel Siegel. <laughs> and and he sends me a picture, he goes, Dude, look what I just found. And I go, Oh my fucking God, I've been looking for these books for years i spent so long i thought they were lost i asked clay where they were i asked kevin where they were he never told me and it turns Uh, out he had them here so i'm glad that you took your sweet time rereading those Uh, books that my
2: parents were moving it was like in one of their just random boxes in a garage and then when they came up here to visit me last year they dropped a box
3: off with all these books (laughs) (laughs) there's gabe's books (laughs) i'll return to gabe's yeah but did you because you just finished rewatching all of them right yeah. And then did you like did your opinion on like the 5th and 6th change and, and I guess actually like 5 through 8 but like did it really change when you rewatched it in order cuz it's been a while since I watched the first 4 cuz we did that last year. Mm-hmm. And then I did you the I just
4: watch four. it all the time. Sorry.
3: <laughs> I mean I do but it's I like I don't rewatch like the 5th and 6th and 4th. It'll be like the 3rd and 7th and 8th. Fair enough. Maybe the first. Continue.
2: Yeah, I mean, on rewatch, you know, it's... Um, I, like, notice subtle differences more. Mm. Like, so I rewatched all eight of them. And so, like, the first few, like, the music's, like, all, like, fun. It's, like, John Williams. It's, like, like you said, yeah. uh, Layla, a little bit more fan- fantasy-based, like, kind of fun, playful. And then fifth one, definitely the sixth one, the music just gets a lot darker. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of, like, the the scenes, like, just are
3: darker. Yeah. Or there's, like, rock music randomly. <laughs> When uh, when uh, Ron things. has that good oh, okay. match, uh,
4: oh yeah, in, in yeah. And and he that, thinks like, he really
2: drinks co- a liquid luck. The yeah, he doesn't. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I blocked that part from my. Memory.
3: It's a pretty bad. Scenes, that's like a
4: great point to bring up, though, because the score in part one and two are like it's like remarkable. Like it is. Yeah. I I listen to the score of one and two way more than I listen to any of the other film scores. But that's because like i sorry, part one and two. because And then one and two, it's like not something to like... It's like it like sparks memory when you hear it, but you don't want to just like listen to it.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's um, nostalgic, but it doesn't yeah. really offer much beyond that. Yeah.
4: But the later scores are like stunning. They are beautiful. They're pretty good.
3: Like yeah, Alexander cool. cool. Desplat is very good. Lily's it's just theme that is
4: remarkable. It's such a beautiful yeah. score. It's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah, But it's different. I
3: mean, like you could definitely just feel it. You can... So you're saying like you can hear and and see how different mm-hmm. it becomes but i just i think it's just so much easier to rewatch the the last four because it just feels more like accessible for me now that i'm 30 yeah. uh, is that for- because
0: of like a difference in quality or is it because just like tight stuff is happening
3: I, I think, mean, yeah. I,
4: think oh, I just think it's
0: the the them
3: one. being like
2: children actors. It's hard to like, yeah, yeah take sure. like, like when they're playing the chess game and Ron gets like hit off. He goes, Dah!
3: yeah, it's so. Do- it's like or, it's hard to take those. Oh my god! Or the second serious. one when it it's really now, clear. Though, it's yeah, to
4: me. but when you
3: watch like the second one and Harry's talking to Dobby and Dobby's like bouncing on the bed and it's so fucking clear he's not even looking in the right <laughs> direction because it's like CGI. <laughs> yeah. It's like so painful and he's
0: so in, he just looks like a little bitch
3: too. The second Harry. one again and is it,
4: objectively a really bad movie, but yes. I know. <laughs> this but is like
0: the t- number 1 podcast on Spotify for calling little children little bitches. <laughs> little
4: bitches.
1: <laughs> it's like
3: the yeah, look runner. out Joe Rogan, there's some new controversial <laughs> oh hosts out there. Never
4: thought uh, Joe. It's better than talking about the children's
2: uh, looks like Gabe. Yeah. yeah let's,
4: I, let's definitely let's not hot lest hot we of forget. That. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> What were we even talking about did what we, are we lose about? did we
0: lose quality? Did we gain quality from one through four to these movies? Is it a quality difference? Is it a production difference, or is it like literally like Kevin said, it's just we're not dealing with children actor anymore we can i like, yeah play in, they're in the big leagues now.
4: I agree with that a hundred percent. I also just think it's like it it, it It applies to kind of like, Kevin, you said this earlier, but like it applies to like its audience, right? Like it's like, I don't think it's better or worse in my opinion. Like when I rewatch one and two, that quality fits what I want it to be for what it was. Like I'm rewatching it on nostalgia. I'm Mm rewatching it for the like mess ups and the stupid shit. Like I like it because of that now. Um, I just think it shifted. I don't, in the right way as it should, as we aged. Mm -hmm. But I I don't look back on it and think, I mean, yes. I obje- objectively there's like very bad moments in one and two, but again, I think that that like it works now. It just yeah, feels very I think kitschy like the, and silly. Like the first
2: two, you have like a lot of like fun scenes where it's like, oh, like dinner like in like the great mm-hmm. hall for like Christmas time. It's like you get to like experience that, and as an adult, like as they get older, like the later episodes,
3: they don't really focus on those types of themes. That's such a good point. They don't really show you the like wonder and magic of everything. No, no. Like even Harry going into the burrow for the first time and you see that like things are magically cleaning themselves. It's a war.
0: Stuff. It yeah. moves it's now like it's full on like in a like it almost is. They could have they gone They could
3: have made it yeah. enjoyable like in the actual school. And I think they even like they kind of make like Quidditch less of a big deal. And like, that's one of the more fun things that you get. But I mean, it, that's it, again it's just part of the tonal shift, though.
4: Like, that's exactly yeah. like, even storyline wise, that's a huge part of it. Like, when they re enter Hogwarts in part two, it's dead in there, very purposefully yeah. dead. And like, I think again, like, that kind of trajectory over all eight movies is very important to be able to see those tonal differences. So it's perfect. Well, because you feel
3: like you grow up too. Cause like, you know, when a kid has like so much wonder over like bubbles and stuff. Yeah. Like that's what happens when you're a kid. What now I find wonder be. in watching like a new Jordan Peele movie. Hold on. You, guys, that was on?
4: Highly yeah.
0: Specific yeah, you guys don't get fired <laughs> up about bubbles.
3: I think bubbles are sick. Okay. But, like, Good. when you're a yeah. kid, Cause every are. little thing is, like, the world to you. And that's kind of what the movies feel like. But then when they get older, it's like, yeah, it was really fun going to Hogwarts for the first time. But with great power comes great responsibility once they get there. And they wow. have to, like, actually learn those things. And then Harry is like, dude, I don't even get to be a kid anymore. I have to go, like, find this, like, snake-looking <sighs> I dude. And, defeat like, this. I'm going to have to go killer? get this guy to fucking kill me. He has to kill me.
4: I also yeah. kind of like that, like after all of these movies, Harry, like in that whole like emotionless thing that was mentioned earlier, like at the point where he's like walking to just like his death, basically when he's passing by Hermione. The
1: boy who lived, yeah. come <laughs> yeah. to die. He, he says just it that looks scene?
0: so funny. Yeah, so yeah. slowly. Rafe
3: dude. Rafe finds like has like the most fun he possibly he's can. Have Why is most? he always barefoot in all the scenes? I don't There's, like. Yeah because the dark lord doesn't wear shoes he doesn't need them he can't he can't be sponsored by like adidas
2: (laughs) yeah but like in like that rubble there's like broken glass everywhere like bro you're gonna step on glass yeah
3: it is weird i mean but also kind of
4: imagine if voldemort was wearing shoes i can't really see that either so some high (laughs) top jordan (laughs) yeah yeah
0: it'd be yeezys
4: let's be real
3: i uh oh dude yeah let's not go there um but like we actually didn't talk about him earlier and i was telling kevin like one of my favorite mo- like some of his humor kind of comes out too because there's that part yeah. where he goes up A to lucius jason patrick by the way is an incredible actor also playing lucius and he goes up to lucius and, and lucius just goes
1: oh, lord and,
3: and then he imitates him he goes my lord, I require your wand, Lucius. Like he's just like Rafe. Rafe is a fucking baller in those movies. But he's a such a job. like. He's such a little bitch too. Like Voldemort's such a little bitch. He gets so <laughs> mad, he starts screaming and like
4: shooting lightning bolts into the sky. Like we really like that term. <laughs> super
0: solid term. Yeah. Why? We need to find some a,
4: synonyms for this. A wide
0: range of different nah, things. It's the only way to
3: describe them. But you know, yeah, you, no, sorry. You, right. you, but, but you like I should be a
1: little bitch and find a thesaurus
0: or something?
3: Yeah. <laughs> but w- when he... Sorry, you were saying when he goes to the forest. Like, even like... I agree. Daniel Radcliffe kind of doesn't like...
4: Well, no. So I, what I was going to say, though, is that like he has like a very strong sense of apathy as he's walking there. And it it really almost feels like... It's almost funny to me a little bit because it feels like he's literally just like, "What did you guys think was gonna happen?" Like we, I was probably gonna die, you know. Like he yeah, just like right, feels yeah. so like yeah. whatever about it. <laughs> it's like kind of funny a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's there could have been a lot more done there. And but. then he dies,
3: and then he's like he 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 plays a dead person in mm-hmm. Haggard's arms for a really long time, and then pops out and goes,
4: Ooh, "Look at me! I'm back!"
3: <laughs> and it's like the most animated we see of Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs>
4: Yeah, honestly. (laughs) The drama
0: cleansed.
3: And meanwhile, he does like the same thing that uh, Bruce Wayne does to uh, uh, Alfred in Dark Knight Rises, where he convinces this person that has been caring for him for his whole life that he's dead and makes that person fucking sob and then later (laughs) is actually alive. Like and no and no apology to that person that they just fucking it's made Wargate go though. through the role. Yeah, it's true. It is Wardo. Don't oh. hate the player. It don't don't
0: hate the player, hate the game. That's it's what he true. said when he woke up. Um do we have like least favorite aspects of these movies? We're critiquing quite a bit here. Like are these things I that we like have-
3: we, ha- we clearly love these movies so much that we have to critique them. By the way, so sorry, audience. Oh yes,
0: of course. But are these? You can only like,
3: hate something that you love.
0: <clears throat> how many of the critiques are solved by just the simple switch in medium to being a, like, the books? Like how many Ooh. of these problems are not problems in the books that aren't problems in the movies just because they are movies and they're limited in time and they have to appeal to the masses?
3: I think any there's of, a lot them? of- well no, I no, I do. Because like none of them. Okay, you, moving why, on. We always moving talk about the like, shut six. up. <laughs> no. Um Jeez. if you I always mention them the the pitch meetings or whatever, but Kevin and I were watching the part one pitch meeting and they really talk about how much like plot armor uh, Harry Potter has, but also just like how magic in these movies could be really convenient depending on like what it is and like so the scene where Ron, like, leaves, but then he comes back and he finds out that the light allows him to find his friends, but it also <sighs> allows you to take light out of lamps. The guy was like, oh, what a, like, what a what a bunch of, like, purposes that you could have for that little, like, magic thingy. Like, it, it's just, like, it, the movies make it a mm. little bit more apparent and, like, blatant that there's a lot of, like, yeah. not plot holes, but very convenient yeah. moments. yeah.
2: Just like, oh, uh, fuck. Like, you can tell the author's like, I'm just gonna add this in here really fast to, like, and that's what the ga- gap, yeah. That's
3: what we, like, don't like about the Game of Thrones show at the, like, in the last few seasons is, like, it's really clear they're not even, like, they're not, like, showing you the power of, like, how these words, yeah. like, came together to create this story. It's more like, hey, I need this character to get to this
0: place at this yeah, time just, so they could say this it's thing. It's really clear that Danny just forgot about the Iron th- they're in fleet, so yeah, that's why that that's happened. <laughs> one of my big things is, like, does Gringotts not have a security system for Polyjuice Potion? Well, that's what I... Well, no, they
3: do. Well, they do know that go it's go them. To, yeah, that's
4: true, that's true.
0: They know but it's they, them, but, like, and then the combination remember when you go... Polyjuice Potion yeah. and the spell, like,
3: no one ever thought... Well, it is interesting because you could just walk into a bank and convince them you're someone else with Polyjuice Potion. But then when you go inside the vault, then your magic wears off. Remember, like, other things he says, like, your magic's going to wear off once you get in here, and then they're no longer that. Like, so they have it down there, but not in the place where a person can literally just come in and and commit fraud.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, how much does it take to expand that spell just a little bit you know like does it cost Do they yeah you to certainly have, like, have to like, like dispel
4: contractors come in like and... <laughs> reality well, that was an a lot. that's
2: an
0: issue too with like the
2: the ministry is like so three kids just like snuck in with some apologies potion and are like going through like highly classified like files and offices yeah like a simple potion that they knew and like the second didn't they learn it in chamber of secrets
3: yeah so this is uh well no they learn it in um is it Chamber of Secrets? The pol- when they Loon do line. crab and crab and Doyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they go, oh, that's right. because they're trying to very basic spell that kids pat- can do. Well, yeah, I mean it requires a lot of like supplies and stuff, but you can ha- you could get polyjuice potion and do that at any time. And this is like our government.
4: I mean, in general. You mean to general, tell me
3: that, it, like, we can have imposters in our government who have no experience whatsoever and still are able to have these big positions? Oh, wait, sorry. Um, no, I, I mean, you
4: there's, there's yeah. like, there, there is like a huge disparity between how powerful the older individuals in these books and movies are and the, Lengths that these kids are able to go. Like, there is a huge disparity. Yeah. Like, these kids are using the same three spells over and over and over again in this damn series, and they somehow are able to outsmart every great wizard of all time. Like, it, feels like by I the did, way, it feels
0: like I didn't think about that when I read these books, though. Yeah. Definitely not. I mean,
3: it's definitely more, that's well, what you're I'm saying. It's for like, them, like this so you're stuff like this <laughs> in the books. You could <laughs> like, go through like, the books we... and be like, <laughs> you, I mean, you could go through the books and be like, look, that doesn't make any sense. That's super dumb. That's this. But you won't because that's just not how a book really works unless it, yeah. like, botches an ending. But with a movie, it's just become – because they have to compress it so much, it, all the, like, negative plot things, you just kind of have to suspend a little bit more disbelief. Oh, yeah. Because um, oh, yeah. they're going to immerse you, but at the same time, like, you're going to be able to see these things. So – and someone know. someone
2: mentioned earlier like a love who's using the love potion? Is it lavender? No, is-
3: it's uh, this other girl who's obsessed with Harry, and it's meant for Harry. So, like, isn't that like low key like JHB though? Kind of. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, like, Ron is like of- fully convinced that he needs to beat. Well, there's also just like the like the amount of danger they put these kids in and <laughs> stuff. Ron like, literally is like sh-
4: convulsing on the ground after yeah. like like he's like not well, and it's we like, just do doesn't know what to do. <laughs> like,
3: yeah. Uh, I mean, there's it's a, a lot. professor just getting fucking drunk as shit and, like, storming the halls and, like, stealing stuff. Like, I, I, I mean, I definitely think, to your point, Nick, that a lot, like, it's just... I wouldn't say the biggest... I would say the biggest problem with, like, the fourth movie, specifically, is that it just deviates from the book in really unnecessary ways, and yes. they could have expanded it. Whereas, like, I actually... The only one that I would say just doesn't work as well as a movie in the in the latter four is Half-Blood Prince because of one specific thing for me that I wrote out that was like, so, I mean, you feel this in, so when you get to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2, you finally find, find out why Snape killed Dumbledore and everything that was happening oh, with Snape. Right. And it's a really, really powerful sequence, even though it's like, you know, just an exposition dump, essentially, but it's it's really well done.
0: What I mean, literally, you Snape the... goes like, "Go exposition dump this." Yeah, go like, here's here's the exposition. Here's a couple take of tears. it to the exposition go, yeah, room yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, right and quick. show the audience while you're at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but it's you don't really feel the Im- it like that helps in hindsight you could go back and watch half-blood prince and be like oh wow you could actually see what snape is doing in some of these scenes because mm-hmm. now i know what he was doing but like if, in the movie itself i don't think it's as effective as the book where you like you get to the end of it and the only you, the only reason why you know it's the half-blood prince is because he goes like you dare use your spells against me i'm the half-blood prince and then you're like oh that's why the movie's called that But no, if you really go back, like, the sixth movie is so incredibly important for Snape. And I don't think the movie expresses it this well. Like, I didn't get until this time how incredibly fucking sad it is what Dumbledore forces Snape to do. Uh Uh-huh. Because not just that, like, this is going to lead to, you know, Snape having to kill Dumbledore and, like, take the fall for it. It's like... Snape literally at this point in the, in the timeline, Snape doesn't have a single person who supports him and understands him, except for Dumbledore. He's in the Order of the Phoenix, but none of them trust him. That's why when Snape turns, they're like, they kind of question it at first, but then they're like, okay, that makes sense. Like he had he had to be this double agent. He has no one who loves him. He doesn't get to love anyone else. He has to protect these people. And he's constantly getting shit for it. And so he loses this one friend, the one person who knows anything about any of this. Like Dumbledore didn't even fucking tell McGonagall about this so that they could know that there was this like Endgame, you know? It, 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 he doesn't tell anyone. Snape has to kill him to protect Malfoy which he doesn't want to do. If anything, he'd rather have Dumbledore there than Malfoy. Yeah. But he but he has to do it to protect him and then protect Harry. And then he has to take all this shit and and he and he has all of that all the way up until the point that Voldemort fucking kills him because he has no one that would be willing to protect him from Voldemort. And then he gets to show Harry, "Hey, guess what? My life was unbelievably sad. From a very early age, I had one friend I pined after this girl, she chose the jock instead, and the jock ridiculed me, made me feel really bad, so I turned to the dark side because no one else would support me then i go to the dark side and i found out it's pretty bad and i really wanted to be a good person so i joined the good side but then the good side makes me a fucking spy for the dark side and then um my one friend who's like the one person who can clear my name makes me kill him and then in the end i get bitten by a snake and then um i i realize finally in that final moment that um this kid that i hated so much uh reminds me of the person that i love
4: Wow, I feel like that the monologue end. was, like, buried deep inside you. A deep and you, breath. like, had to get it out. Like, you had but to get that out. Facing but look, off,
0: Gabe's going to plug us, look. and we'll see you guys I, next week. But I came, I, like, I
3: <laughs> fucking thought about all that stuff. And you don't, you really just don't. And I know that they can't reveal too much. But, like, I just, you don't feel it in the sixth one. You really <clears> have to, <throat> like, grasp at straws for it.
1: Yeah.
4: I don't know. I Rant think I, I think they give, like, a lot of space and time to like address Snape, but I don't think they execute it super well. But I do think that like they did give a very big chunk of that to like addressing his role in all of this. But I was gonna say that like I don't I don't particularly love the way that they explain Snape and his part in all of that and why he killed Dumbledore. And I also don't love how they explain the wand the elder wand and like how who like had allegiances like i think again like there's a lot of suspending belief in a lot of like fantasy films and stuff but like some of my favorite parts of fantasy which is absolutely my favorite genre is stuff coming together in a very intelligent smart way like good fantasy can do that and not to say this isn't it's just that like I don't think in the movies they did a good job of, like, connecting all of those dots. Like, I think if you have to ever go on, like, a Reddit thread to, like, understand how all of these parts came together, that's, like, a sign the movie didn't do its job. Um, Yeah, and actually,
3: for your exact point with the Elder Wand... It takes all the way until the very last scene where Harry is explaining, explaining it. <laughs> well, actually, like, Draco never have it because I did this and then he did that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess if you go back, I could figure this out. But, yeah. like, you're right. And then for the sixth one, they don't. It's almost revisionist history to go to mm-hmm. the eighth one and find out that in that scene in the tower is where the where the ownership changed hands.
4: Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah, But, like, I don't so, know if
3: they intended that in the movie.
4: Yeah, I don't know if they did. <laughs> um, so, like, it, it obviously all comes together. I just, like, I think there are a couple aspects of... I think, like, J.K. Rowling got, like, a little bit, like, over her head a little bit once she got to the end of this. Like, bringing this all together a little bit. And, like, I do think you have to kind of suspend belief. And or you have to, like, very meticulously try to understand exactly how it happened. And I and I don't want to have to do that. I would like for it to be, like, laid out a little bit more for me. Um And I don't like how the movie portrays either of those two things. Um, And I think the sad thing for Snape for me is that, like, I don't even really like that expositional portrayal of, like, why he did what he did. Like, even when at the end of that whole thing, that sequence where he, like, does his wand to show his Patronus and it's the same as Lily's, like, all of that feels like very.
3: (laughs) When that happened in the movie, I was like, wait, are they telling us that?
4: Harry's, He's Harry's like his. Potter? Yeah, I or, know. I mean, oh, sorry,
3: his father is Potter. Yeah. <laughs> the whole Harry, world? I am your felt Potter. I am your Potter. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, it's line? Uh, no, but like that. I, when I watch that, I go, what, It was very what is confusing. And yeah. he goes, Really? After all this time? Yeah. He goes, it's... Always. I was like, What do you.
4: What? Does what, that mean, always what do you mean? What? After like, all, like, were
3: yeah. what are you talking about? Like, yeah. you loved her, and then also Dumbledore shaming him for being in love with Lily for all that time. Fucking piece of shit. Um,
4: it's not great. Um,
3: love Alan Rickman though; he is great. All right, the P. best,
1: the
4: best.
3: Man, they all die.
4: Well, Won't die. Oh.
3: <laughs> we need to fucking put our our souls in in Horcruxes so we can live forever. Should anyone not
0: have died, or should anyone have died? No, I I don't know if
3: Kevin got to talk about anything that he. uh, I'm I'm, I'm talking. Oh, you're good. I'm talking. I guess for
4: (laughs) yeah. I'm tagging.
3: I feel like uh, (laughs) big talker.
2: I think who either way with uh, at the end, like I partially feel like Harry should have died. Yeah, because I think it would have been like like Harry wanted to die. Yeah, but I feel like it like fit the story better. Like Harry is like is thrown into this world that he has like no real choice to be in he doesn't want to be like the chosen one he doesn't have knowledge of it until he you know finds out he's going to hogwarts he doesn't really want to like so it's like for him to like be this martyr essentially at the end and die for like this entire like plot that he never wanted to be a part of it would like i feel like it would more complete the story but at the same time i can understand why the author wouldn't want to just kill off like this massive main character yeah and so why she kind of found like a loophole to maybe make it still make sense from a plot standpoint while hmm. still keeping like this like very important character alive
4: i completely yeah. agree with you i mean i had to i have to like remind myself sometimes that this is young adult fantasy <laughs> and not like adult yeah, so fantasy Yeah, they, like, they can't
3: die like that yeah not
4: in the same way um yeah but speaking of your point like at the end and like the conti- like harry living basically a huge plot point i think fuck you to these people the end scene the fucking the adult end scene the like them dream? as adults oh my God. like why why
3: Ginny looks so fucking <laughs> yeah, funny it's, I, it's like, stupidest I
4: get, scene it, ever and also you
3: don't like the when he goes you are Albert Severus Potter and I'm just like why the fuck did you say that out like who says that? like you're just basically giving us that moment from the book but it sounds so silly sounds when you say so that out loud. Stupid out loud. Like, why are you? Why are you telling us his full name in this moment? Um, but I guess it was whatever. Fuck it. Um, but actually, the NC. I, I'm surprised you didn't mention this, Kevin. We talk about this all the time. That it infuriates us that Harry fucking snaps the Elder Wand and like throws it over the cliff. Piece of shit. You could have you like just don't be evil, dude. It's the same thing with like when he throws the book that Snape very helpfully peer reviewed and, and (laughs) edited and he throws it away because he used one spell that was like mean and it hurt Draco. Like dude, the rest of the book was still better than your fucking regular spell book. It still is helpful. You didn't have to throw away the whole book. Just don't use one that says for your enemies. Like, don't I, use that if you're not a piece of shit.
4: You also just reminded me of another scene that I think we should discuss. Uh, <laughs> when Harry dies for two seconds and he's in the white train scene. Yeah. And hit the, oh, the fucking yeah. dead Harcrux <clears throat> body of Voldemort. <laughs> is what bed. is it? He's like,
3: well, no one really knows <laughs> Harry. And I'm
0: like, no. Like, what
4: like, is it? what is
0: that? I think hey, it's his soul. <laughs> Rewind it. What is it?
3: Oh
1: yeah, so what? Scary. what? No. And he goes,
0: "Oh, you're talking about that little body <laughs> thing down
3: there? A <laughs> the gross, like muddy. It's so gr- it, there's a. So gross. I think Kevin's looking for a meme, but uh. there's this meme where it's like where you feel like really hungover, and it shows you like, him like, just he's in, all- fetal <laughs> he's, like,
2: in fetal position, like curled
0: position. up inside of the train compartment. Yeah, there's it's actually so a good scary. amount
3: in the sixth that like
0: it looks like ET when like, ET's like sick at the end of. They're, like, in the middle to end. It does
3: look like... It looks like that, where he's, like, white and chalky yeah. and stuff. It just was the most uh, unnecessary <laughs> fucking
4: thing that's ever existed. It did not need to be there whatsoever.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I guess it, it's supposed to give you, like, some sort of pity, I guess, for Voldemort.
4: I don't, I don't know. I think it's supposed to... Looking back, <laughs> I think... I think it is supposed to, like, really help funny. you understand how Harry lives, right? Because, like, the Horcrux died, which is the part of him that was... Voldemort, yeah, that part of him dies. So you're watching that die, and then the last bit of him. That's like again another but does thing it that mean I mean. There find was really a little
3: like <laughs> rolled up Voldemort there, inside there each have of these been objects. A
0: better visual. I don't <laughs> no, remember see. what that's. Does that?
4: I think that's in why in the
0: books in the books are they like and then he saw a tiny uh, little shriveled. I know version that he goes Voldemort, to this train
3: station and but it I don't looked know like what it
0: is. ET in the end of ET when he's all chalky and white like that. Is that what it says in the books?
3: There's yeah, another moment in, there. in the sixth one that I, ju- I don't like. We were talking about this beforehand. I don't really like when they just straight-up copy Lord of the Rings with the ring, but it's the locket. Oh. And it's, like, it just feels, like, out of place. Like, I get that this thing is, is corrupting you, but just, like, literally having it... W- wearing it like a necklace and then having it turn someone evil and then immediately take it off and they feel like there's not as much of I a don't burden. don't get why it's they're wearing It's just straight it. up Frodo. But like, like why are they
4: Frodo. wearing it? Yeah, that too. Like, there's so yeah. many things. I'm just like, put it next to you. Like, the second they take it off, they feel better. Why do they have to have it on their physical person? I don't understand.
3: It's, just, it's well, it's it's all dumb. I just like, I don't <laughs> like that they're just like, I'm, they're the just action. like, hey, we're going to do exactly what this other super famous fantasy That just came out, again, a recent yeah I mean to be lot, fair
4: totally to be fair and many of people have like written very long essays about this it's Harry a Potter's one. a rip-off of Lord of the Rings like in like yeah. a healthy good way like you know most like you it's know, like it's, Lord
3: it's of the Rings and then like the regular heroes most journey with, fantasy is like, like stuff. yeah
4: the hero's journey for sure like it's a big part of it but like the the fighting off of this evil and all of the above like and the journey that they make to do so um it's like it's very much like she very much took from Lord of the Rings. But like, For sure. you just have to be okay with that. <laughs> like, that's that's yeah. a part of most fantasy series to take from those types of storylines. But I people agree. have like written many, 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 <sighs> many a critique about Harry Potter in the sense that it doesn't feel that original if you actually put it side by side with Lord of the Rings.
0: No, totally. Do we have any other points about books versus movies Magical items that we don't like, magical items that we do like. If you get I a found day out day before out. this that yeah. Kevin never read the last book. What? I, what? I never did. Yeah. I wanted he to just see went the movie. To, before. He just went to school that day and everyone <laughs> just like spoiled it for him and he was like, eh, I whatever. wanted to see the well, movie he wanted to see.
3: I get that you wanted to see the movie first. Before and the I last
0: actually, book. I did that. T- I did that, I think. And
3: then you know, I just never got around to rewatch it. I have a recommendation
4: re- for you. One of my favorite things to do in December around Christmas time is listen to these books on audio tape. You should listen mm. to the last one on audio tape during winter. That's time. True. Okay.
3: You could just turn your brain off, do something else and then do, listen to it on audio tape. I mean like I, I think honestly, I think the seventh is my favorite book mm. of all them. Uh, but I did the same thing. It was mostly after I saw Goblet of Fire because the fourth was my favorite book for a while. Mm. And then after I saw Goblet of Fire, I was like, "You fucking assholes! You you got ri- you didn't do a lot of the things that are so good about the book," and it made me really mad. So then I I decided to start watching the movie first because it would make me less mad uh, if I watched the movie and then read the book. Uh, and for me, I I think we talked about this on the podcast, but like I'm not the type of um, I I can't recognize like I can't imagine like what a character is supposed to look like just based on how they're described so I sometimes rely on who the casters choose for something like I'll watch the movie and be like oh yeah that's what Neville Longbottom would look like but like I wouldn't be able to like picture that my brain just doesn't like create People, you, you don't know? have creativity. Yeah, but then, but then I hear all the time, ta- I'm not creative, and then I hear all the time that people would be like, "What the fuck? This person looks nothing like I thought they were going to look like based on how they described them in a book," and I, I just don't get that. I need it, honestly, and I'll just tr- trust whatever they choose.
2: Gabe and I have argued about this. What do you guys think about t- between the two uh, Dumbledore actors?
0: <laughs> I mean, um. Choose carefully. I think the. I, th- la-
4: I think we talked about this in the last one, and now I'm scared. We I'm going to say the complete opposite of what I said <laughs> in the last one. I think that they. I think I said this. I think that they apply to the progression of the films. Yes. I, I think that. The first one really yeah, is like great for the first two movies. And I think that we needed a darker, kind of weirder, kind of quirkier Dumbledore moving forward. And we got one. I don't think he's perfect. <laughs> um, but I think that the shift is healthy for the series. I don't think the first Dumbledore would have worked moving forward, is my point.
0: Yeah, I think Gam- Gambon? Gambone? Yeah, Michael Gambon. Gambon? Gam- Gambone. I don't know why it would be Gambone. He. Uh, I think he nails the the really like harsh scenes that the things that Dumbledore the the shit he takes. He he nails those scenes where Dumbledore's like really. Are you just saying when like where Dumbledore's shit. not a good person? Yeah. Well, when he's giving shit and taking shit. Yeah. You know where yeah. he's like suffering and drinking all that fluid that's just making him just die, and he's like, oh, whenever I do, don't like. There's he's like He's crushing it. Water. Water, yeah, water. Harry, he's just a good actor. Me. He's a really yeah, good gives, actor, so it works. He gives
4: Dumbledore a good darkness, like yeah. you need it. Like, and I think Dumbledore Pryor felt too. Um, I good. Uh, yeah. My
3: only counterpoint is the guy prior is like the old guy that in the Count of Monte Cristo that like teaches him, you know, like to like put his hand really quickly in the water. If you haven't seen that movie, it's fucking great. Um, but. He so he could play this like darker character, or whatever this like he's like an imprisoned person, and that like he could do it. Oh, I like well. Michael Gambon in general, like a lot. I think he's very good in like Wes Anderson movies and stuff. Like I think he's a great actor, and I do agree he handles the darker stuff. It's the moments where he needs to be like whimsical that just do not work for me at all. Like even in that train station scene where he's like, "Well, of course, Harry." Like it's just like there's something like. <laughs> There's something like, dude, I can't forget the fact that you threw this kid into a a bookcase and said, did you put your name as a goblin?
4: I mean, I don't think any of us can forget that scene. Um, I, this is kind of an interesting, like, I've never really thought about it, but like, I don't even know if Dumbledore of all the adult characters to me is the only one that like has to have some kind of shift. And I don't even know if like the creators really thought about that too much because like how do you like it would have been really interesting to see one actor try to do whimsical, lovely, sweet, world-building Harry Potter and then turn to this to very human where character to, where you have to make a lot of mistakes and do a lot of fucked up things and be very dark you have to force dark.
3: someone to kill you and then you have yeah. to force someone to go get killed on a hunch that they probably won't
0: actually die
4: but yeah, for sure. but Honestly, you don't know for if sure. Any and then,
0: good, if there's anything fantastic about those damn beasts, uh, those damn fantastic beasts, it's that we get more Dumbledore, Dumbledore. and more. But,
3: but like Jude Law is a totally like a totally different take on Dumbledore. No, no, I know.
0: Not. I'm not talking in terms of the actors and the performances. I'm talking in terms of like just like who that man, mm, quote yeah, unquote, man is. Um, I, like, oh, he's love man, Dumbledore's
4: brother because I think it's such a nice nuance that comes it to is. Dumbledore at the he's end. A, yeah, And, again, I mean, I don't... It would have been interesting to have seen if they had attempted it, but that would have been a huge shift within character over eight movies for someone yeah. to pull off. Yes. Unless Agreed. they just kept Dumbledore aloof in the first two, which, to me, would have been a huge mistake. Yeah.
0: yeah I, I mean, that is, like, a huge... <laughs> at least I mean in my experience reading the books to be like oh boy this character really is fairly fairly nuanced this Dumbledore guy um, that's like a huge part of reading those last what 3-4 books being like yeah. oh this Dumbledore guy was really not kind of who I thought he was all those things that you said before about what he did to Snape and just in the plain direction of like this is my this is the end game this is the only way it will go and you must do this, Severus.
4: Wait, you guys asked Content this question. Shit. Kevin, what do you think? What was your take?
2: I, I Gabe and I argue about it. <clears throat> I like the new actor um, a little bit better. But like you said, I, I do understand that it would fit the first couple films better. When it's more fantasy, more fun, and childish. But um, I like the new actor better. I think he gives more emotion. And that's probably yeah. partially just the way the films are. That he has more opportunity. <laughs> but it's For nice sure. to like see this character because... Gandalf is like what the, the best wizard of all time or one of the most you know be- he's the best and so he's making like he's these MVP. crazy important decisions that are going to be you know very stressful and he's going to make mistakes and so I like the new actors kind of take on that because I think yeah. he would he did a better job at least from what I envisioned the first actor doing in terms of being able to show his flaws and like yes you know he is like this great wizard but he's not perfect either he's going to make mistakes and you know be a jackass on occasion or you know do something, treat someone wrong, whatever it is, you know, whether it's Snape or Harry. So I, I enjoyed his his take on it better.
4: Yeah, there's a lot of nuance to his character. It's on, yeah, if you think about it, honestly, one of the most well thought out characters in the entire series, writing wise. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um. So I just don't think we would have ever gotten something that would have been perfect for anybody. I but think it, he no. is.
0: He is her best creation for sure. Dumbledore. Oh, easy yeah. Snape or him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Snape's, was, had, Snape's had, um, a pawn almost, and Dumbledore. Yeah, he is a pawn. In fucking sad. But yeah.
4: they're both very nuanced, right? Oh, like they yeah. both have yeah. like very fascinating motivations behind their mm-hmm. actions, and they both are not what people assume them to be, which is really really interesting about them. Like they both like Snape is assumed to be evil, but like has other motivations for his actions, and Dumbledore is assumed to be like altruistic and perfect in the most yeah they're supposed of to be time, like black but, and white
3: in these yeah. kids mind like especially in mm-hmm. harry's mind
4: and Yeah,
0: they're really not they're
4: fun. And i think the movies yeah.
0: tell that story yeah pretty
3: well
4: yeah. i think
0: the books tell it more but i don't know how you could avoid that problem really
4: no they do a good job with both of them in the yeah. movies for sure yeah.
2: you know there's one other scene that gabe and i were chatting about before we started the pod today about the films getting darker and it's in the deathly hollows where what's the town they go to just uh harry and Hermione.
4: Oh my yeah, god, when the old the, woman and shows Nagini up and on and the side. Hey, wait, out of me. <laughs> that's like out
2: of a horror movie. Question. It's so scary.
3: Nagini in in Fantastic Beasts is a woman and she's like an animagus and she hangs out with Creedus or Creed, yeah. whatever his name is. But Creed? Are we supposed to believe that Nagini at one point became a snake and then was stuck in that form and then became yeah. Uh yes. Oh, okay. But they never established that in the movie.
0: No. They just not mentioned well, that no. she's in it. Yeah,
3: in, but she is the Nagini that we know. Yeah.
0: yeah. In in the okay. in the Fantastic Beasts or in the yeah, Harry Potter. In
3: the Fantastic Beast, that's the Nagini that we later know in the Harry no. Potter. No,
0: I was asking when they don't they don't establish it yet. Well, yes no, perhaps. Yeah. Well
3: they well, were supposed Beast. to, no, yeah, no, they're not going to don't do don't it anymore. But them. yeah, I mean yeah, that's like a great scene. No, I guess by I'm the looking forward to those. That's terrifying though. Let's, it's yeah. terrifying. It's such it has, a scary was, scene. He <laughs> has that Silence of the Lambs moment too, where she goes into the bathroom and there's like blood and like flies everywhere, maggots everywhere, and, and then stuff. She's yeah. like, "What
1: the fuck, Harry?" <laughs> she goes, "What yeah. the shit has happened? <laughs> what the flying fuck?" <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's so scary. She's like, "Bloody hell,
4: Harry!" <laughs> Bit weird, ain't it?
1: Who <laughs> uh, uh, oh. Huh? I had your boyfriend.
4: Do you ever notice uh, you uh, lean very forward when you do this accent? Yeah. Like, it's you like, you like your jaw is literally trying to escape I'm to do it like things.
1: this. I'm trying to do it like this. Uh, All
0: right. We have covered these in detail. Do we have any last points before I start asking questions such as if you could have a Deathly Hollow, what would it be? And if you had a Horcrux that no one could guess, what would that Horcrux be? So I'm going to ask those questions. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, that's good. Gabe I mean, and
2: I had one that we were talking about also. Like, if you were in, like, a witch or a wizard in Harry Potter, you can either get away with it, or it could be during, like, the, the battle at Hogwarts. If you could just av- Avada or someone, who would you do and why?
0: <laughs> just, like, sneaky? <laughs>
4: Or or like, oh no yeah. he died i don't know what happened
0: <laughs> like oh so, friendly
2: fire yeah so it could be
4: friendly fire was, that's right. i mean she does who... die but lavender for sure uh, that, yeah, that yeah bitch i said
3: the same fucking die. answer she to kevin to die. did Fenrir kill her
4: that guy that Fenrir grayback
3: yeah the, yeah he did. <laughs> yeah yeah the 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 werewolf guy yeah um who Just in the book is the one who probably bit remus lupin
4: Oh. But in the mm-hmm.
3: movie, he's just not really a werewolf. He's more of like a fucking
4: he just looks man. like a fucking
3: he's a cannibal. beast man, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> and he's always like smiling.
3: Um, no, Lavender Brown is a great answer. <laughs> uh, She's just so yeah, pathetic. she needed to
4: fucking die. Ginny? God, that She's bitch so was annoying as fuck. Yeah, Ginny's Ginny, I would kill Ginny. Yeah, but sure. if you tried to kill oh, her, shit. then
3: her mom would come Damn. over and and constrict you and kill you and and such a more violent way than an Avada Kedavra. I don't know how that spell is not um, banned. The one where she kills Bellatrix, where he's like, that's my daughter, you bitch. And then she constricts her and then very painfully. And then just like fucking evaporates her. Yeah. And I was like, how are there only three curses you're not allowed to do, but you could do that one. Cause if I could do that one, I'd fucking do that one too. I got a good one. The lady at uh, the (laughs) wedding. That talks about Albus Dumbledore and says. That oh, that by the way, I said mean. Albert earlier, and I just now am realizing that yeah. Albus Dumbledore. When she goes, she honestly, my dear boy,
1: are you sure you even
3: knew him at all? I'd just be like, Ah, a cadaver. Yes, bitch, I know her. It's like, yeah. I just she's got oh Rita Rita Skeeter, Skeeter. Mm, yeah yeah what are the stupidest names but yeah
0: Rita Skeeter I hardly know her okay
3: moving on sorry wait, wait kevin what about you um,
2: um Umbridge. either the well um but her death with the centaurs is so necessary that i don't i don't want to just give her like an easy death
3: yeah but that so, doesn't end up happening
2: maybe so the first few films you know the captain of the slytherin quidditch team oh, mm-hmm.
3: god. oh. god maybe him dude he He's gnarly off. He, just, he just looks That's so happening. ugly yeah.
4: he's just like he might unfortunate be. but
3: to be fair like neville longbottom was pretty unfortunate looking and then he was nice
2: no but he was the actor i meant
3: i meant the actor. yeah
2: so either that guy or like maybe like one of the malfoys
3: lucius definitely has it coming i don't know dobby's pretty fucking annoying sometimes i'm kidding (laughs) creature (laughs) though i definitely
0: i definitely fucking kill creature's so annoying
3: that's creature.
2: yeah
0: what about the deathly hollows which 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 deathly hollow would you have
3: i think this one's obvious but I do want to mention that. Why is it
4: obvious? What would you say?
3: Because no one's gonna fucking choose the resurrection stone. Uh <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of flaws with that one. Yeah. But do you I know, don't even understand re- that one. <laughs> I don't get it. It doesn't seem like it's very Why would helpful. you want it? But it, doesn't, also, it doesn't
4: actually bring is them it back. Like,
3: <laughs> is it like hindsight? Like, do do we we choose it because we now know that the resurrection stone is essentially useless? Because the promise of the resurrection stone is kind of cool. Yeah. But um I will say I forgot why the f- – when Drake I know it works to, like, keep him on the train, but when Draco smashes Potter's face <laughs> and nose. then puts the cloak back on him, I'm like, what the f- – you just found a cloak of invisibility and you put it back on your enemy, dude? Take that shit. It's like fam- – cloak of in- invisibility is, like, a famous thing. Like, that people don't even think is real. And he straight up puts it back on Harry. It's the Elder well, Wand. Well, to, be, the fair, elder wand is to the be fair,
4: if he hadn't put it back on him, then he would, like, have been found. That was the point. He covered him up so that, like, the train would go back with him.
3: Yeah, but then joke's on him because Luna ends up finding him.
4: Yeah, but I get why he left it. Cause he was I like, get it, but it's you, just bye. like...
3: Damn, dude, you just. Fi- that's like finding a hundred dollar bill on the ground and then just being like. Man. Way
2: more valuable than a hundred dollars. Yeah, bill. <laughs>
3: Okay, a thousand dollar bill on the ground. Um, <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> Still more valuable. Uh, okay, ten thousand dollars. A billion. Yeah.
0: $100 million. $100 bills, but one of them uh, is signed by Irvin Magic Johnson. Don't know why. Wait, what's so the obvious not, answer,
4: Gabe? What's the obvious? It's the answer? Elder Wand. Elder that. Wand. Oh, I would do the cloak easily.
0: I think it's what? the cloak.
2: See, the cloak is cool, but I feel I like I don't know how to use a wand, dude. The cloak is like too <laughs> dude, easy. I would caught. lose that. Yeah, I would lose the I, cloak like, every time Harry's like with the cloak walking around the cam- <laughs> like campus. People like hear him and like he almost gets caught. Yeah. Like if you could be like silent, also. he's a fucking also. idiot.
4: Like he's That's a true, kid. True. Yeah, but if it's
3: you have an Elder Wand, you
0: can figure out how to make
3: yourself invisible.
0: If you knew how to use a wand, but I don't because I'm a
3: mug. Or you could turn a cloak into something invisible.
4: Not to get too, like, in the nitty gritty of the literal story, but both the Resurrection Stone and the Elder Wand are literally toted as not healthy things to own because of, like, the mentalities that come with them, right? Like, yeah. The resurrection stone is you yeah, refusing you to process your grief, right? G- and then the, the wand is
0: super self confident. I
4: want all the power, so like I get drunk with power and I can't handle it. With the cloak,
0: you just do whatever the for fuck
4: good. you want. That's You're so just sneaking like, into concerts. And it's not stuff. just for good. Do whatever the fuck you want. You could sneak into a that's bank like, and steal okay. money.
3: Sorry yeah. to use this again, but that's like stumbling upon a billion dollars and being like, you know what? People with a billion dollars are pretty corrupt. So I'm just gonna throw this out.
4: But that's like the but the thing is when people win like the fucking lottery
3: lottery, they're miserable statistically
4: most of them kill themselves. So like Because they
3: were the type of <laughs> Okay, yeah, I don't want to get into that. Um,
1: <laughs>
3: uh, no, I think that's oh, fair. You don't? I just think the elder one is so fucking sick. You
1: critique all, all these
3: gonna,
0: movies, but you're not gonna talk about the people that won the lottery.
3: I'm just saying <laughs> like if you're buying a bunch of lottery tickets and then you get it, like you probably there was something like you had a weird sense of the world before. <laughs> um anyways Shh. this episode is not brought
0: to you by the california lobby <laughs> uh <laughs> Just the california. what if uh yeah. what like if if someone let's say was seeking to um destroy all the horcruxes that you have but you needed to make it like sneaky like what would like what would like your most sneaky horcrux be if I told you, I'd have to a cadaver you. Well, it's a good thing that the Horcrux magic doesn't actually exist in real life, but as, as mine would as be mine it. would be this weird uh, thing. It's actually right over there on my nightstand that my dad gave me. It's I like one of those. You like, know this? It's like one of these like puzzles. Yeah, because I came up with the question. <laughs> it's one of these like you know those like puzzles that you have to like it's like a, like a 3D puzzle and you have to like do something yeah. to get two pieces detached from one another but the uh, yeah. the answer's not obvious it's one of those my dad gave it to me when I was like 8 it has no meaning to him but I still own the thing um, and actually Gabe and my friend Reed Cultus is the first one I've ever seen solve it <laughs> and ever since then I was like great you're the one that solved it now I have oh, to oh that's right Now this thing the is chosen just, one he's the chosen one that's what it is it just sits right here next to me no one would have oh, any idea it has that. any value no one wants it really it, does it, it. yeah um and it's just like this old piece of metal attached to a piece of wood that just like stands Mm -hmm. there that would be the horcrux no one would ever guess what about you guys
4: do you guys like guessing
2: what we would do because i would just put like an anvil like in the marina trench and just drop it off a boat no one (laughs) no one's ever getting that
4: that's
0: doesn't the horcrux have to have some sort of connection to you though
3: well, Kevin's been really into Kevin's anvils recently. Kevin like has his this huge, pet yeah. anvil. Yeah, uh, he's been doing some blacksmithing in his backyard. Yeah, I would, I would like
2: metal make the anvil. Yeah, with my blood, sweat, and tears, and then toss it into the marina Trench.
3: Okay, I got a better question. Who would you kill to put your to fracture your soul and put it into a horcrux? And it has to be someone close to you.
4: Did you think you were going to get an answer, like, no, out of that I, question?
3: Yeah, I thought I was. I thought <laughs> podcast? is your answer also gay, Layla?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's fine with me. Uh, no, no, no. What would be your uh, object, Layla?
4: I don't know why this is like the first thing that came to my mind, but I'd probably pick a book mm. and then put it into like the largest library in the world, like in a random stack. Hmm. I just don't think anyone would ever think to look for that or find it.
2: And just make sure there's no basilisk teeth around.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I would try to avoid that.
3: I'd put it in like <laughs> a DVD copy of like some movie that I know <laughs> some everyone shit hates movie. that I would keep on my shelf and be like that only
4: gave like, like some obscure movie it, that like, only just donate it to yeah, some yeah.
0: random <laughs> thrift store in some random town that you drive through. What?
3: yeah yeah that's right <laughs> yeah your like wife gets rid of like all of your old collections and that and your crux just makes it way <laughs> to like a yeah. goodwill
0: it's in like dayton ohio and you're just like I don't <laughs> and this
3: know. kid and like a five-year-old accidentally like steps on it <laughs> in the other room and i'm just and like
2: oh <laughs> <laughs> and i'm dead
3: uh <laughs> yeah uh. that would be mine
0: that's good. Any other fun? oh no, my co-
3: oh, it would be in my CD copy. I have it of uh, the nickel. Uh, uh, yes. of my nickelback CD.
0: <laughs> that's good. That's so good.
3: That's perfect. Oh, yeah, I don't that. fucking play Rockstar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you won't. All right. Oh, that's such a good one. All right. Does anyone have any closing points?
3: Hmm.
2: I feel like we critique the movies, but we all do seriously love them.
3: I do a lot, yeah. yeah. I mean, I really, I, just I love, love when the Harry books. finds his Potter at the end.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think like another thing is I, I just, especially when I rewatch Harry Potter movies, like I feel more saddened that we're not like really diving into the Wizarding world in an effective way. Like, there's just so much to explore there, and you know, not only do we find out that. You know, like we get the Fantastic Beast movies, and they fucking suck. And like some of them are like still immersive, but like we don't have a TV show that could be cool. Like
2: there is a new video game coming out, so it's it to be pretty does dope. look cool. Mm. Um, I've
3: heard of we. This. It sucks that J.K. Rowling is the worst. Not great. <laughs> uh, it sucks that like we just can't return to it in a meaningful way. Like maybe the play, The Forbidden Child, is good, but I hear it's like not that great. Um, it's just it's a little bit of a bummer that like it makes me appreciate the movies more but it's a bummer that we can't like explore that more
4: yeah no i've I've been talking with a fair amount of people recently about like exploitation of material in general just because like we're seeing so many like resurgence of like tv shows Mm. around content that's like historically been so good with house of dragon and rings of power and i don't know i just i I feel like if there, were, we just need people that care about the content. I feel like right now people are just making shit to make shit. And I feel like no one's actually like, I, f- I feel like anyone that actually cares about Harry Potter, like genuinely loves the content itself, could probably create something really cool. But I think that's just people that are like, Wanting to make money, creating the content, so that's why it's not getting anywhere. But
3: yeah, I also get worried though that it's like a David Benioff and DB Weiss situation where it's like they yeah. do, they prove themselves to be these really good nerds who like fucking love Game of Thrones to George R. R. Martin, and then they kind of just like got lazy with it. And not that J.K. Rowling is like at a level yeah. of like George R. R. Martin in terms of like what I, I mean, but she's more famous, I, I guess. Like I just mean like. I ha- I like she wouldn't have the standards like do but george rr R. martin's like so fucking nerdy that he would like he was oh, very picky like his, about it his
4: pl- his part in yeah, all. yeah
3: i just don't think that yeah. people would like sh- like you could trust that like everyone wants jk rowling to fucking step back a little bit like she was doing the fantastic <laughs> beast stuff no one really cares it's kind of she's lost her magic a little bit she's annoying as hell on twitter like we want her to step back, but at the same time, I get afraid that some like nerd might have an idea of what they think uh, Harry Potter is about, and they do it, and then it ends up sucking.
2: I think if they had like a series about like an orator like going around, whoa, just like like mur- an orator, like, yeah, mur- mur- murking, the, like bad guys, and bad guys, that'd be pretty fun. Like maybe like more dark, suspenseful, yeah, like crime. No, I drama. I think. You could do that. I agree. Yeah.
4: No, I think in I like agree. a kind of broad sense that's like a smart way to stay within a world, right? Like right. you don't necessarily need to tell more about its history. Sometimes you just need to like create like like a person existing within the world that we love, and yeah. that would be yeah. so much fun. And then just like put like really good creators into it and good writers into it, and it could be really great. I think that's the only
3: oh, way
0: you could you could do it with this.
3: I, I'll give you the best example that I mentioned it earlier, andor. and/or the show is really really fucking good, and because it's it's finally exploring Star Wars in slightly familiar ways but taking it into its own world and remembering like oh this is we're talking about this big universe and the same thing is like the wizarding world you find out it's not just that London has its own one it's like Bulgaria does and and the US and Ireland and stuff like I I just they could explore and I think like everyone wants to know what it would be like to be an adult in the Harry Potter world and they try to do that with the Fantastic Beast stuff but it's kind of like still too Kit. it's still about the schools and stuff. Um, I mean, also
4: just too many characters that we think about and know about. Like, they've yeah. failed yeah. Dumbledore in that way, right? Like, yeah. st- just don't rely on that type of content. Like, I said this... um during our Fantastic Beast episode, I would have loved just a movie like just literally following Newt and what he does with his creatures. Like, I loved that part of the content so much because it felt so fantasy like and I would have enjoyed that. Like, yeah. I don't need it all to tie into some kind yeah. of history around Dumbledore and whatever. I just didn't I need totally any of that God. whatsoever.
0: That would be such um, a fantastic beast. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up.
4: dumb
3: but anyways we love the good point kevin we do we love these and and we're sorry that we're uh, such haters Uh, this is just how we critique movies yo no and i think that's a good critique
4: it that much i feel like we just said like what everybody harry potter
3: movies fucking stink Um,
0: (laughs) and that was a good conversation about what as fans you would like to see if the if the show if uh, i feel like kind of a never or the show that the um the material inevitably goes in, in a direction of future context. And I feel like it a hundred percent will at some point, but yeah. Uh, well, thank you for being here, Kevin.
2: Thanks for having me. Yeah. We appreciate to be your a multi uh, presenter a little better than last time when we were super hungover. So yeah,
0: he, I think he held his own this time. He did. I agree. Uh, in terms of our future content, Next time you hear us, we'll be talking about coming up. Barbarian versus Cabin in the Woods, our last October um, movie. And I gotta say, we
3: we can't recommend Barbarian enough. But just do not watch a trailer. Do not read anything about it. But I will say, if you're a little squeamish horror wise, like I I will warn you about that because I I don't think it's uh, we went and saw it with Clay's girlfriend Britt. She was not fucking happy with us afterwards. So <laughs> it's not for every single person, but it is. I feel awesome. like if you've it's ever amazing. seen a
0: horror movie and enjoyed that horror movie, you probably enjoy. Yeah, barbarian. Yeah. yeah, and it's also not even
4: officially streaming Tuesday, yes. the twenty fifth on, on HBO, HBO Max. Max.
0: And I don't know
3: where Cabin in the Woods is streaming, but Cabin in the Woods is amazing. It may not be streaming Uh,
0: anywhere. I think it might start streaming somewhere, but it is worth buying because it is not very expensive on most platforms (laughs) where you can purchase it. And it it is fucking hilarious and and wild. And And you should show your family and all your friends. Um, And at some point after
3: that, we are going to do the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power uh, season with uh, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. I know it's just House of the Dragon, but I'm I'm doing it like they do Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, which could just be called Rings of Power. Uh anyways, uh those shows were super fun and well the House of the Dragon ends tonight. But uh yeah, we'll do that at some point.
4: That'll be coming in November. In November. So give you guys yeah. some time to ruminate over that season finale, although it leaked and many of you may have already seen it. So
0: I have not I about that. I forgot about the link. I haven't seen it. I'm seeing it tonight as of the recording of this. I have not out, actually it seen it,
4: but I have seen clips from it. Hey, sh- obviously. Shut, <laughs> mouth. Shut <laughs> your mouth.
2: <laughs>
3: Gabe. All right, you one last us? time, Gabe. Do it. Do it one last time. Hey Cedric. <laughs> if you want to find out who Cedric is, you can Wait, can uh, you do the whole his, can you do yeah, the
4: whole plug yeah. in that voice? <laughs> plug us yeah. in that
0: voice where your jaw looks like it's falling out of your face.
1: Okay, if you're gonna follow uh Fighting Oath. You are gonna have to find us on Instagram. Uh, it's uh, Instagram.com slash FacingOffPod. Or uh, just look up FacingOffPod, you fucking twat. Uh, and if you are gonna find us uh, yeah, or send us an email, uh, you can send it to FacingOffPod hashtag email.com. Uh, who's Cedric? Is that your boyfriend? You're always crawling out in the night. Where's are Drake? I'm Shandrick. Uh Drake. Anyways, that was a really fun episode, guys. Uh, go follow us on Instagram and send us an email if you want. Uh,
3: we'll check you out at a different time. I don't know what that means.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we'll check you out. <laughs>
3: I am going to Avada Kadavra myself after that.
0: Uh, <laughs> bye. Wet.